Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. If you could please turn with me to 2 John, the second epistle of John. Picking up in verse 9, so chapter 1, there's only one chapter. Picking up in verse 9, we're going to be looking at verses 9 to 13. The title of our message here this morning is The Real Jesus. Have you ever bought something that you thought was real and genuine just to find out later that it was not genuine, it was fake? I remember a time when I, years ago, many, many years ago, um, was on the street somewhere in a rough area there in, in Michigan, and I had someone approach me with a gold, heavy gold chain, and he, you know, said that he gave me the whole spiel that, you know, he really doesn't want to sell it, but he needs the money and all this kind of stuff. And, and he says, you know, if you could just give me, I think it was like 20 or $40 or something, I forget what it was. But so, uh, you know, I'm feeling the weight of this gold chain, and I'm thinking $20 or 30 or so. I forget what I gave him. I don't know if it was 20 or 40 but I, I gladly gave him the money, and I'm thinking, wow, this is so wonderful. And I put it on my neck, and it looked so nice, and it was, you know, like like a big rope gold chain and and about a week later it turned green <laughs> and even my neck was turning green I couldn't even wear it and I realized I was duped it was fake it wasn't real another time I remember way back when I was probably about 16 years old maybe 17 in there somewhere I remember I was dating this girl I wasn't a Christian didn't know the Lord even a little bit but I wanted to get her something nice for Christmas, so I went to the jewelry store, and I was looking at diamond earrings, you know, and I'm looking at these diamond earrings, you know, at 16, you know, so I'm looking at these diamond earrings, and I'm like, wow, that is so expensive, and so the salesman brought me over to the, uh, the cubic zirconia <laughs> earrings, and I thought, well, that's nice, and I was weighing out the difference, and it was like, I don't know, 10 times less money, or, you know, so I'm looking at it, I'm weighing it out, I'm thinking, we're going with the, the, the zirconia, I mean, this is the way we're going to go. So I brought them to her for Christmas, and she's like yelling and screaming, I can't believe you bought me diamond earrings, diamond earrings, diamond earrings, I'm like, and I didn't want to argue with her, so I didn't tell her they weren't diamond earrings. It was so funny, years later, many, many, we broke up, you know, many years later, she came up to me and she says, you know, I want to tell you, you know, those earrings that you got me for Christmas long ago, I said, yeah, yeah, I remember that. And she says, she says, well, they ripped you off. They weren't real. I go, that is terrible. (laughs) But sometimes fake things can look real. And when it comes to Jesus, we have to be careful that we don't have the fake Jesus, that we have the real Jesus. And there is a fake Jesus out there that's being proclaimed. There's a fake doctrine that's out there being proclaimed. And we as believers need to be careful and and even careful how we respond to those that teach a false Jesus. And the Apostle John's going to give us a little insight on that. So I know you're comfortable, but let's stand as we read. I'm just going to go ahead and read these few verses. 2 John, again, the epistle. We're going to look at verses 9 and finish up in verse 13. So the Apostle John writes, Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house, nor greet him. For he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. 
Having many things to write to you, I did not wish to do so with paper and ink, but I hope to come to you and speak face to face that our joy may be full. The children of your elect sister greet you. Amen. And Lord, just again, we pray over the text. We pray that you would give us ears that we might hear. Give us understanding, Lord. And Lord, I pray that knowing that your word is alive, we pray that it would be alive to all of us that are here reading, studying, and that we would hear from you. So speak to our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated, please. The Apostle John, the Apostle of Love, is ending his letter. And in ending his letter, he brings a warning again. Though the Apostle of John was the Apostle of Love, as we've been looking at, he's also the Apostle of Truth. And he's bringing truth to this lady, the elect lady, as we've been looking at, possibly a godly woman that hosts a Bible study at her home, or it could even be a church body with her children being the congregation. But he writes this letter bringing truth, and, and there's some key things that he points out that I think we should take a closer look at. So I want to put verse 9 up here on the screen if you want to look with me, please. And John says, whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. And that's a strong statement, isn't it? And the word transgress, most of us, as we see that word transgress, we think of transgressing the law, but this is a different word. This, this word, if you're a note taker, it means be going beyond the boundaries or going too far or going beyond the assigned limits. And if we go beyond the signed limits of the doctrine of Christ, see, the word doctrine simply means teaching, the, the teaching of Christ. If we go beyond the teachings of Christ, we do not have God because Jesus is the foundation. Jesus is the only way to God the Father. So it's important not to go beyond the limits of what the Bible says about who Jesus Christ is. It's very important. And the good news is, but he who abides, and the word abide, if you're a note taker, it means to remain, to stay. So we're to stay in the doctrines of Christ. We're to stay in the teachings of Christ. And when we do, the good news is we have the Father and the Son. We, we can go to the Father through the Son. And it's very wonderful when we have the, the true teachings of Jesus. The problem is our human nature, our sinful nature, we want new things. We want more exciting things. We want to excel. We want greater. We want better. We want to hear more things that tickle our ears and to make us feel good. And and it sounds so wonderful. And that's great, you know. But we have to be careful when it comes to the doctrine of Jesus. We can't go beyond the boundaries. Though we're to grow in Christ, though we're to grow spiritually, and that's what we're called to do, we're to grow and we're to become more like Christ, we're to change from glory to glory, but we have to be careful. We never change the foundational truths of who Jesus Christ is, amen? So we can't go beyond the limits. The JWs, the Jehovah's Witnesses, they go beyond the limits. They, They teach that Jesus is Michael the archangel in human form. That's going beyond the limits of who Jesus is. That's not who Jesus is. They, they don't believe in the Trinity. Well, the Bible teaches the Trinity. 
They don't believe the Holy Spirit. They, they believe the Holy Spirit's a force and the Holy Spirit's not part of the Trinity. So they're going beyond the limits. And we, we have to realize, according to our text, when they go beyond the limits, they don't have God. No matter how nice they might be, no matter how sweet they might be, we need to pray for them that they come to know Jesus Christ in a true way. Amen? Our Mormon friends, they're, they're nice people. But they have a different Jesus. They believe Jesus is the brother of Lucifer. That's a different Jesus. So no matter how nice they are, no matter, you know, there's, I, I know some Mormon people. They're probably some of the nicest people I've ever met. They're very nice people. But does nice get us into heaven? No. You know why? The Bible says there's not one good. No, not one. And that's why God sent his son Jesus but you have to have the right Jesus in order to enter heaven. And so, according to our text, they don't have God. They don't, they don't have a true relationship with God. Muslims, Muslims are great. I know some Muslims, you know, there's some that are terrorists, yes. There's some that are just, they're not following after the ways of God. They're not following after Allah and all the, they're not, you know, they, they're probably secular Muslims, and they're just nice, and they, and they just, you know, they don't have any we would say religion, and, but the problem is their, their teachings are that Jesus is just a prophet. So they don't have, they, they fall right in this, this category. They don't have the doctrines of Christ, the biblical teachings of Christ. He's not just a prophet. And did you know that uh, some of them believe that, uh, that Jesus is going to come back one day with the Islamic Messiah, They're the 12th Imam. He's going to come back, and Jesus is just going to be the sidekick. Did you know that? That's a different Jesus. And let me say this, to deny the biblical Jesus, according to our text, is to reject the Father and the Son. Jesus doesn't change. Hebrews 13, 8 says, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. And when somebody comes to you with strange teachings and strange, strange teaching regarding Jesus Christ, we need to be careful because he doesn't change. There's counterfeits out there. And you know, to me, I, I've been studying the Bible for the last 22 years, from Genesis to Revelation, Genesis to Revelation. I don't know how many times I've gone through it. And I'll tell you what, some of these teachers, they're, they're so close that it's almost like you're like, wow, that sounds so good, that sounds so right. I can't put my finger on exactly what it is, but it's, it's so close. And it's like, but, it's, but there's something wrong. Beware. Beware from teachings of the simple doctrines that are in Christ Jesus, that he's never changed. Yesterday, today, forever, Jesus never changes. We have to be careful. I don't know if you've ever been to Balboa Island and you've seen that they have those frozen bananas. Do you ever see that? And I'm from Michigan, so I've, only, I've been here since 2000, and, but it really stood out. I don't know if you've seen this. I'll put it up on the board. They've got the original frozen banana, and then a few doors down, they have another one that's called Dad's Original Frozen Banana. Did you ever see that? And I literally, I went inside. I went to the, the both places. And I says, okay, I really want to know, who's the original frozen banana? And you know what they both say? We're it. So the one that they put up, I don't know if you saw Sugar and Spice, they put up since 1945, right? To just, I think, to, to set you straight. And so I even went on the website last night. Just, I, I had nothing better to do. So I, I looked it up. 
And on their website, Sugar and Spice, it says they're celebrating their traditional, or tra- the tradition of 70 years. Uh, it says 1945 to 2017. It says Sugar and Spice has been, listen to this, a Balboa um, Island landmark since the doors first opened to the public in 1945. It says, it says we are the one and only original, being the very first frozen banana <laughs> in Balboa Bar Shop on the island and I tried to look up the other dad's original and I just this isn't this is just something I've observed so but I couldn't even find their website uh, the the dad so then I found something that says they opened in 1960 so I mean if from that I would say I believe the one on our left I think that's on your left also 1945 I think they're the original they're the real thing right there but see, this is just frozen bananas. That doesn't mean they're any better than the other one. We don't know. Maybe there are other recipes better. I really don't know. I don't eat frozen bananas. <laughs> but when it comes to Jesus, we can't get it wrong. And there's some out there that look so close to the real Jesus. The teaching is so close, and it's just so almost there. It's just, it's almost there. So who is the real Jesus? I wrote some essentials down of who the real Jesus is up on your screen. First off, Jesus is the Son of God. Do you believe that? He's the second person of the Godhead. We have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, three persons in one, known as the Trinity. Jesus is the second person of the Godhead. Do you believe that? He is eternal. He's not as other cults try to tell you that he was born and, and that he has a beginning. No, he is eternal. Yeah, he was born in the flesh, God in the flesh, as we're going to look at. But he is eternal. He, like the Father, he always existed. No one created Jesus. Jesus and God are God. They're God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The three of them have always existed. Always He's the creator of all things. Did you know that? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were created by him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. John chapter 1. He's the creator of all things, Jesus Christ. That's who he is. He was born to a virgin, meaning he had no earthly biological father. Do you believe that? He lived a sinless life. Jesus is the only God-man and the only man, all God, all man, that ever walked this earth that never sinned. Do you believe that? He is the Savior of the world. He came to save us from our sins. He went to the cross to die for the sins of the world. He's the Redeemer. Do you believe that? He rose from the dead on the third day. That's important. He was resurrected on the third day. Do we believe that? That's important to our Christian faith. He is the only way of salvation. That's very important. Do you believe that? Let me break it down for you. I wrote it up there on the screen. Listen, salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Do you believe that? Salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Amen? Just a few more. He is now seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. He's praying for us. Isn't that great news? 
If you want to know where Jesus Christ is right now, the Bible teaches us he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And what is he doing? It says he's interceding. What does that mean? He's praying for us as believers. Isn't that comforting to know? We have people praying for us. You're like, you know, I tell people, I'm praying for you. It's like, yes. But then sometimes I'll remind them, I'm not only praying. Guess what? Jesus is praying for you too. He's interceding for us. He's at the right hand of the Father. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's what the Bible teaches us. I have references for all these scripture references if you need them. He will come again to rule the earth for a thousand years in peace and righteousness. Did you know that? That's Jesus. He is God in the flesh, Emmanuel. We believe in the deity of Christ. Do you believe that? That's the real Jesus. That's the Jesus that I serve. That's the Jesus that saves. These other so-called fake Jesuses, they don't save you. You don't have God. I don't know if you did this, but before I became a Christian and accepted Christ as my Savior, I occasionally would tell people that I would say, you know, I'm real spiritual. Have you ever heard people say that? I meet people today, they'll say that, well, you don't know, I'm real spiritual. And I didn't know what I was talking about because I wasn't real spiritual because to be real spiritual means that you believe in the the real Jesus Christ and you receive him into your life. That's the only way you can become spiritual. A spiritual being is Christ living in us by his Holy Spirit, giving us new life. It's important that we know that. Have you ever seen that house at the end of Warner there on the water? Have you ever seen that, the last house here on the water? The one that's wavy, that's up high one way, and it's down low. And, and uh, So if you go, to, go down Warner, you know, you dead end Warner into the, into the sand, basically. Look to your right. It's the very first house, right? And it's, I, I do walks by there sometimes. And I was walking there the other day. I mean, literally, the, you know, part of it sunk the house, and part of it's up high, and another part's low, and other part's high. I'm not an engineer or anything, but uh, I could tell you, I believe the foundation is probably way out of whack. I don't know. <laughs> And that's exactly what's wrong with that house. And I, I walk by many times. I think, why don't they tear that house down? I don't know much about it, but it's like, I mean, it just it needs to be fixed. I get dizzy walking by it because I'm like this. <laughs> Without the real Jesus Christ in our lives, that's the way our spiritual walk is going to be. Without the foundation, he's the foundation of our of our walk. He's the foundation of what we believe. And without a firm foundation of who Jesus Christ really is, our life is a mess. We, according to our text, we don't have God. But on the good side again, on the flip side again, when we do have the real Jesus, we have the Father. We have the Son. We have his spirit abiding in us. We have a true relationship with a true and living, powerful God that loves us very much. My question is, is do you have the real Jesus? Is your faith based on the real Jesus Christ that I just spelled out? There's more. There, that's just some of the essentials I came up with. There's a lot more who Jesus is. Believe me, there's a lot more. But do you have the real Jesus? Does his spirit live inside of you? Have you been born of his Holy Spirit? I love this verse. Paul the Apostle said in 2 Corinthians 11.3, but I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve in his craftiness, 
so your mind may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Paul, writing to the church in Corinth, church in Corinth, you know, just kind of, you know, he's worried about them and he's saying, hey, I fear, I worry about you guys. I, I am so concerned that you, your mind is gonna be corrupted just like Eve was corrupted, just like Eve was, was deceived, that your mind would be corrupted from the simplicity that's in Christ. And I, I pray that for all of us that we do not become deceived from that simple teaching of who Jesus Christ is. It's not complicated. We don't have to get, you know, say it's this and it's that and we're this and we're that. No, we're sinners saved by grace. Do we understand that? I reject all these other teachings that tell us oh, we're this and we're that and we're prosperous and we're this and we're, you know, we're, we're like Jesus. No, we're not. We're sinners. We have Jesus. We're not, we're, 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 we're becoming more and more like him, but we have to realize we are sinners saved by grace. Paul the apostle himself, by the end of his life, he says, I'm the chief of sinners. And there's a humility that comes with that. It's not a pride that we walk around and say, yes, I'm this, and I'm that, and I'm this, and I'm that. No, I'm a sinner saved by grace. If you want to be saved, if you want your sins forgiven, I can lead you to one that's greater than all of us, that has never sinned in his whole entire life. He's the Savior. It's the real Jesus that can save you. Do you realize that? Paul the Apostle himself said, I am the chief of sinners. I reject this teaching that says we're sinless or we don't sin and we're this and we're all these things. No, we're not. Not according to the Bible. We're not. We're sinners saved by the amazing grace of God. We're born again of his Holy Spirit. We have a wonderful treasure that lives inside of us. It's not of ourselves. It's him. It's his spirit that lives inside of us. And we found the one, the Savior, the Messiah that was, was spoken of in Isaiah 53 that's stricken and bruised. He's the suffering Messiah. The one who died. The one who rose again. The one that is seated at the right hand of the Father most high and he's interceding for us. He's praying for us. Having many things to write, he winds down the letter. I did not wish to do so with paper and ink, but I hope to come to you and speak face to face, that our joy may be full. The children of your elect sister greet you. Amen. As we look at this text, and I can relate, I have joy, fullness of joy, when I have fellowship with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Whoa! Hi, K-Wave listeners. Hope you're having a blessed summer. I want to take a moment to remind you to mark your calendars for Saturday, September 1st, this coming Labor Day weekend. It's the Labor of Love 2018 Music Festival. It's a free event at the Bolsa Chica State Beach on the corner of Warner Avenue and Pacific Coast Highway. This year's headliner will be Matthew West. Along with recording artist Holland. Jordan Felice. Our exciting musical lineup will start with our very own house band, Anchor 247. And from Canada, Manifest. There's lots of activities to enjoy for the kids raffle prizes, surfboards, skateboards, bicycles, and approximately 100 vendors. And of course, great food. The day starts at 11 a.m. with our special Air Force flyover and Marine Color Guard at the opening ceremony. 
Bring your unsafe friends and family, your co-workers, your next-door neighbor, everybody. We'd love to see you there. Throughout the event, we'll be sharing the glorious gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. For more details, go to laboroflovemusicfest.com. That's laboroflovemusicfest.com. Have a fantastic summer, and we'll see you at LOL 2018, September 1st at the beach. Labor of Love is sponsored in part by Trinity Investments GP. Listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.